0: She Stories, a storytelling and wellness community for women founded by yours truly, Amanda Ramsey. We are real women sharing real stories. Every month, I sit down with the She Stories tribe, and we talk to a courageous woman about her story of resilience. So let's enter this sacred space of support, inspiration, and empowerment. Look at her, she's
1: brave, there's no stopping her. Been through a lot, but she fights, she's a warrior. Had her struggles, but she never lost her confidence She's a queen born to shine, Yeah, this girl is fierce Hope is more than fear The downs, the highs, they make the road Refined and burning
2: fire
0: What's up, y'all? Welcome to She Stories Podcast, where real women share real stories. My name is Amanda. I'm the founder, and I'm so glad that you jumped on to listen to this podcast this evening. I have some special co-hosts with me, my girl, Jessica. What's up, Jess? What's up? And then we also have my other girl, Nisha, in the house. What's up, Nisha? Hey. The
2: other Nisha. I didn't hear her, so she's, I was like, well, maybe She's, I be her she's right muted. Now. She's, she's all muted. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, let's try it one more time. All right. And we'll oh start again. God. It's okay, right? She's like, she probably she's dealing with her little doggy. We'll start again. What's up, y'all? Welcome to She Story Podcast. We're real women share real stories. My name is Amanda Ramsey. I'm the founder, and I'm so glad that you came to listen to our podcast tonight. We have a very special guest. But before we introduce her, I want to invite my girl, Jess Wyca, Jessica, my special co-host. What's up, Jess? What's up? What's up? How you doing tonight?
2: Man, we're making it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're making it. How's things going on the front line, Jess?
2: Ooh, it's a little crazy, but you know, we we uh we're we're maintaining.
0: <laughs> yeah. For y'all that don't know our new listeners, Jessica is an RN. She's serving on the front line, and so we definitely send love and prayers and send light her way as she's on the front line caring for people. Uh but I know that it's uh, it's a lot, huh, Jess? It's a lot.
2: Definitely is a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I hope you had a
0: good weekend. You had a good weekend.
2: Yeah, sure did. Hung out with my family, you know, it's my one of my favorite pastimes. So Yeah, it's good good times.
0: Yeah, same here, man. Hung out with the fam, uh celebrated one of my friends' uh birthdays, my producer. So we had a really good time, chilling, hanging out. It felt really good to have some normalcy to eat at a restaurant.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Even though it was on the patio we ate <laughs> on the street actually. We ate at a restaurant. We had a really good time. So it, it, it felt good it felt good to have some normalcy to have a really good weekend well we felt like you know COVID was happening but it really wasn't happening it was like in our own world so that was really yeah. great so but yeah I'm so glad that uh you were able to be with us tonight it's Jessica
2: yeah thanks yeah glad yeah. To be here. yeah
0: all right so we're going to introduce our special guest Now, I met her through Instagram. I probably meet most of the people I know through Instagram, (laughs) right? I'm always making Instagram friends. That's what I do. And uh, I asked her to speak at a storytelling night. Uh, We found each other. I put the post out. She reached out to me, and uh, she came and spoke at a storytelling night, which I was blown away by her story. And then I had a little side conversation with her. And then again, I was blown away by that story. So I was like, oh, my gosh. I have to invite her on so she can share the story. And then I also had the privilege of going to see her one woman show, which she will share about, um, that really walked us through um, her life and everything that she experienced. So I'm just excited to have her on tonight so that um she can share her story so you can be inspired and empowered and know that you can get through life too so let me introduce Nisha wonderland she is a writer performance artist and a producer Yeah, she's expecting Mm -hmm. y'all give it up for Nisha what's up Mm -hmm. Nisha hey hey Hey, thank you
1: for having me ladies yeah
0: thanks for coming through and you know what we had another special co-host a girl of mine the other Nisha Nisha (laughs) that's online what's up Nisha hi guys Hey, thanks for joining us, you guys. So, Nisha Wonderland, tell us how you got that name, and tell us about your story.
3: Uh, well, the Wonderland part came from just being a performance artist. Of course, I wanted to just go by Nisha, one name, but um, a lot of times in the industry, they say, "Well, you need like a first and last name thing." And I wanted something to express a bit of my spirituality, but I didn't want to say name myself like Nisha loves Jesus Christ or something like that because I'm a Christian <laughs> believer. But <laughs> so Wonderland was my way of just be more inclusive, no matter what it, you know where you're coming from. Um, to be able to know that, like, you're in a wonderful place and you're a wonder. I'm in this wonderland full of many wonders and and life. Because once I got to that place in my life to realize that, you know, life can be a wonderful journey, even through trauma and chaos. I was like, okay, that's what I want my name to always represent, you know, Nisha Wonderland. So that's where the name comes from, trying to be artistic
0: and different that's right, <laughs> 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 and, and you also can include it like you're wonderfully made, right? Right,
3: right. So there's so many ways to to play on it, you know. So I thought that was really cool. Um, a bit about my story is um, I come from a a bereavement journey as a child. Um, My father was murdered while my mother was five months pregnant with me, and they were engaged, you know, and and he was expecting to be a father and everything, but he was um, murdered, unfortunately, and so I was born into a tragic circumstance with my mother being a young single mom at that point, and myself going through all of the trauma that comes with being a bereaved child but not really knowing the statistical odds that come with that and how much i played into the odds that were against me so um through my play as you saw i go through my journey with sharing how i went through a lot of depression as a child and you know sporadic outbursts of crying of course looking for my deceased father and hoping he would come out of the sky which really gave me this distorted um ideal about religion and spirituality with god because i was just like well why would this happen to me if god is real why can't my dad come around if god is supposed to love me and all these different things so I, really shook me up, even though I grew up in a uh, Christian-based family, I really didn't believe that much because of my trauma. And so I went down my path into uh, being also raised by my grandmother, who is very spiritual, very Christian, very Bible-based, taught me the word, (laughs) you know, verbatim. We would have Bible study all the time in her bedroom, you know, and I knew it, but I was like, okay, whatever, grandma, you know, I I could dig Jesus. He seemed pretty cool, but you know, I'm like, I'm not really that much into that. So I uh, got into my teenage years and really my depression took on even more because then feeling that pain of disconnect you feel purposeless you feel as though okay what can I really become and when I try to do things it doesn't really work out because I don't really put that much effort into it and I feel like I don't have the support because that that mindset of feeling as though that I can't do things and I it won't work out for me because nothing else has worked out for me and that led me to go into college but once I got to college I got into drinking and partying heavily and using men and having such a disgruntled relationship with men. And so it just got me into a very toxic relationship where we were both abusive to one another. You know, he got violent with me. I got violent and almost killed him. We were bad for each other, very self-destructive with one another it was just a very tumultuous thing until I got to a breaking point where he had left me outside, which you say in the play, it's a really interesting scene, there where he left me outside in the rain with my clothes, and I just had this moment where everything had clicked, and I'm like, I just can't be here in this space ever again. And I got to do something about my life and what can I do? And so I ended up going to church and it was a church where it was like some of my peers were around and I just surrendered to God in a sincere way of saying like, if you're there, you know, I know I'm not the one that you probably want to talk to. I know I'm not, you know, really into, but I want to believe in it. This is real. I want to get to know this word and I want it to be able to apply to my life. And so I started reading the book of Proverbs and it started showing me myself. It started really showing me who I was not, what I could be, you know, and what I was doing and why I was getting the results I was getting out of it. And so I was like, okay, if I can trust you and take these steps and, and, and really be honest and sincere in building a true prayer life and really walking out and studying and applying this word to my life. And that's when things started changing for myself, where I did start finding purpose and finding my gifts and started writing and met my husband and everything just started becoming that wonderland of, for my life. And so it was, it's been a journey, but that's what brought me to here now in this place, which is so crazy when I think about it, because it's like you feel like you're a whole nother person when I think back to the things that I used to do or the way that I thought about myself, the way that I would allow myself to be treated I think now, like, I would never allow that to happen. But it's because of what I know about myself through the word. I didn't know those things beyond my pain and my trauma. And that's where the healing really took place.
0: Hmm. Do you think that uh, because your father wasn't in your life, uh, caused you to, um, of course, be in a state of depression, as well as seek out men that weren't treating you well or that loved you and giving you the love that you should have been receiving? Do you think that has a lot to do with it?
3: Yes, definitely, because there um, is a bit of a standard. And it's a weird thing. Even when I was studying in, like statistics mm-hmm. with bereaved girls for um, the play, they're more likely to be in domestic violent relationships, more likely to be in relationships that don't really last. And you wonder like, why is that? Because it's mm-hmm. like, you know, if you don't have a standard of an example, most likely you're going to choose to think that the least decent is, and it doesn't happen for everybody. So it's not a thing because some women go through the same thing and end and up, you know, not in those type of relationships, but majority of the time you base those bad situations is all you know, and you think that it's a good thing and that it's what you, you know, what you deserve because you have never had anybody. And so you think that's my standard. That's what I'm supposed to have. And I should be trying to work this thing out and just make this work, you know, and thank God for me, it didn't work anymore. I thank God for that moment because I don't know if it wouldn't have been for that breaking point of that scenario, if I would have stayed in that relationship and been still trying to make it into something.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow. And I remember um, in the play, it, it's I don't know how long it's been, it's been a while since I've seen it, but um, did you find yourself while you were in the messy middle when you were trying to figure out who you are, what your purpose is, uh, who should love you? Did you distance yourself from your family during all of that?
3: Yes. Mm. Yes, I did. And that that was that point where I left home because there came a point where I had lost everything when in that relationship with him. I lost my car. I lost my apartment. I had to move back home with my parents. Mm. And I remember he had called me like, oh, I'm going to come get you. And we're going to be together and you know, don't you worry about your family because that that goes on too, trying to get you away from your family, trying to get you away from, and then you for some reason, think that this is the only person that really cares about me. My family doesn't care about me because if they cared, then this, this, and that, you know, would have happened, and it would have been better for me. So you create these excuses for going in the wrong direction, unfortunately. To justify the trauma, to justify the bad decision. So that's why I went. I was like, well, he loves me clearly because he called me. He told me these things, even though I know it, his actions don't say any of that. And so I left home, and that's what happened, where I just ended up losing everything and going away from my family. And I was just with him. And that's when I was like, whoa, you know, and I had to call my mom and say I'm sorry and go back home and and get away from him and because those two things couldn't be together
0: yeah do you feel or who in your life was the the lifelines that kind of threw out you know the the rope for you or the little you know I'm sure you heard the story you you know church and they talked about you know This man was asking for help, and he's like, God, you know, where were you? He's like, well, look, I I sent this, I sent that, I sent this, I sent that for you. So who were those people that kind of threw out the lifeline to you? may not have accepted it at the time, but who were the people in your life that threw out the lifeline during those moments where you distanced yourself and you felt that you were isolated from your, your support group?
3: Weirdly enough, my stepdad who I had a very bad relationship with growing up. We weren't very close. But he was that person who reached out to me and was telling me, he's like, you know what, girl, you need to read the book of Proverbs. <laughs> That's what he kept telling me. <laughs> hey, what is this about the book of Proverbs? He said, like, You need to read the book of Proverbs. That's what you need to do. You know? He was one of those people, my mother was definitely one of those people I love my mother so much almost makes me cry because even though we have gone through our moments she never gave up on me Mm -hmm. my mother always was like you know what you're better than this you're smarter than this you know she always spoke to me of who I truly was and so I'm so thankful for her and my grandmother who has passed away. But at the time when she was alive, she was just like, girl, you know, you you have a purpose, you have a calling. So that too, having them in the midst of me feeling like I'm nothing in the midst of me making bad decisions, they spoke to me as who I was to be. You know, and then it goes into the scripture of, you know, speak to those things as though they were. And that's really what they did over my life, you know, in that time was they did not say, oh, you know, you're even though they had, you know, me make my own decisions. Mm -hmm. They weren't saying, oh, you're nothing and you're this and that. It was none of that type of communication. It was like, you need to get better because you're better than this.
0: Wow. That's dope, though. Yeah, that's that's how that worked, right?
3: (laughs) Yes, yes. Oh,
0: my gosh. Yes. That's beautiful. So you went through the messy middle, and you finally got to the point where you you figured out your worth and who you were and your purpose. And so after all of that, what made you start uh, thinking about, oh, I need to do a one-woman show? Like, Why did you decide to do that? What took you there?
3: Um, I had started taking improv classes because originally I was looking into doing public speaking and I was going to open mic nights and people were like, oh yeah, you should really, you know, get into that. So I was like, oh, okay. So I went to a vocal coach and he was like, I'm not going to change you. I'm not going to change your voice and I'm not going to take your money and you need to learn how to just love yourself. And so I had one session with him and I'm like, okay, well, how do I find myself? And people were saying here in L.A., improvisation is all about being in the moment and just being yourself. So I just by faith took the money that I had and put it into some classes and start taking the classes. And I started learning a lot about myself and getting out of my head. And so I started creating scenes from my life and from my childhood and started finding this old passion because I started writing and producing when I was nine. I was really into Black history when I was nine years old because of my fourth grade teacher who gave me the autobiography of Malcolm X. And uh, I was like, oh my gosh, I just want everyone to know about Black history. So I had wrote a play and- showed it to him and he helped me turn that into an assembly and a play for the school and and stuff like that. So I used like my own clothes for the costumes, got my classmates casted and that was my first big production experience. And Mm -hmm. from that moment, that was like, I was nine and it stopped and because then it was so many different things that happened in my life. So I thought before the improvisation classes that that was a buried dream. And that was a gift that was just something I didn't even think I could do anymore. That wasn't something I was interested in. I had totally lost track or sight of it and God had just brought it back into fruition. And that's what I'm so about when it comes to us as women, especially knowing that no matter what point we are in our lives or where we're, a lot of times we feel like, oh, that's not for me anymore. There's no way I can do that. You know, we bury a lot of gifts away. And somehow through that healing process, God just brings it back forth and you start doing all these things of your childlike self. And that's what it's all about, of getting back to that childlike self that's not broken, you know? And so that's what brought me to the play. I just start writing again, and I start acting again. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then it went from three-minute skits to an hour-long show. And I was like, oh God, I didn't even know I could do this. Okay, I can do this, you know? And just, so that is, it just came about.
0: Wow. And I'm sure that was a... uh a healing journey for you to do that play over and over again. Did you feel like layers were being removed as you would do the one woman show for every audience?
3: Yes. Mm -hmm. Every performance was a new breakthrough living through those moments, living within, because it also came from me building the show off of each point of my life from, the six-year-old Nisha to the adolescent, teenage, college, because the vocal coach that I went to, he said, you need to get in touch with yourself, each area of yourself, because all of you live within you. Mm -hmm. And I was confused at first, but he said, the child like you is still there. You need to get to know her. You need to get to know your teenage self. So I used that, what he told me and said, okay, well, I want to heal through this and do this through art. And use art therapy as my way to heal and build something at the same time. And so it was. Every performance helped me. Yeah. Because there were even times where I kind of thought, well, maybe... Tux wasn't so bad, the X that I went through and stuff. Maybe, and then when I start acting out those scenes, I was like, whoa, you know, over and over and over again. I'm like, oh well, God, I can't, this is not okay at all. Mm. But living it out over and over, it, yeah, it was. It was
0: very therapeutic. Wow, wow. that's awesome. It was a very powerful uh, play. I was just me and my niece, Shannon, with, with, with me. Uh, we won some prizes, which was great. <laughs> yes, we, did. <laughs> yes,
3: we did. We won some prizes.
0: <laughs> and we also received prayer, which is, was amazing. And God really spoke to us individually. But it was just such a powerful play just to see you share that and be so transparent on the stage. And I can just see, like, just the weight being lifted when you were sharing. Just It was amazing. Oh,
2: thank it was amazing.
0: Um, and so let's talk about. So, your story is two parts for those that don't know her. I know she has a two yes. part story. <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk about part What's two. Part two. Part Ooh. two. Oh, girl.
3: <laughs> part two.
0: So, talk to me about um, finding love, and then I don't know, <laughs> the I don't know what that. <laughs>
3: and that's gonna be a whole nother show right part, part two
0: but they they connect so well because you went through the experience with you know your father passing away and then you searching for love and meeting these different men and then finally god placed this amazing man in your life and the moment you get there tell us what
3: happened and is snatched away yes <laughs> <laughs> By the government, okay, but, um, <laughs> so I meet Love. That's his his character's name in in the play. Mm-hmm. And um, we get married because we dated for about two years. Um, we met here in Los Angeles. Uh, he was an artist, also. It, we just it, it was just fairy tale butterflies. You know <laughs> friendship, all of that, and so because he is Australian, he was visiting when I met him in Los Angeles, he was actually visiting on a business trip, and we just saw him from the alignment of time had met at the right timing, and it was weird too, because one of his other trips he had already had. Plan before he met me, and it was like my birthday, and so we were just like, okay, we're doing this long distance thing. He's coming back and forth, but we're gonna get married, and then we won't have to do this anymore. But we had no awareness about what it takes to go through the immigration process and all the paperwork that needs to be done in order for you to really um, live here in the states with your partner. And so we thought, okay, we're just gonna get married. We went to a courthouse do what we need to do, and then we can plan a wedding and stuff later on. So we went and got our marriage certificate. And um, then about a month after we got married, immigration police, while we were on our way to a doctor's appointment of mine, came on the side of our car and pulled him out of the vehicle, put chains on his hands and on his legs and threw him on the back of a van. And I'm like running in the house, frantic, like, "Oh my gosh, we have our marriage certificate. We're married. We're married. What is going on?" And stuff. And they're like, "He's not supposed to be here. He's overstayed." And so they had told me. They say you can pack his stuff and bring it to LAX because he's going to be on a flight to Australia tonight. And so I did. I got all his stuff, whatever, and they let me see him. Thankfully, the, there's two officers that were really nice, and they uh, allowed him to see me for a little bit. And then he had to go. And so that's when the immigration process began. And he had a, um, a fine on his record that we had no awareness about that made him have a criminal record. And it was something like he was 19 and got caught with a joint. Like it was nothing, you know, nothing major, but it ended up being so you know, the, uh, the typical process would last about two years. So we did the first two years separated. I would go out there. I would visit fully online, <laughs> you know, dates online, how to do, you got to do, you know, and then he got denied and I'm like, how? and I was 23. So I'm like, how am I going to do this? I kept, I barely thought, I didn't know how I was going to do anything because it was hard finding the lawyer that would take his case in the first place. It was hard getting through the first two years, the things we went through in our relationship. Then he gets denied and I'm like, Lord God, is this even going to be like, what What do we do? And every time God gave me a sense of comfort to just keep on going. And so things would just go and then we're sort of like, okay, we're going to go and file for an affidavit for hardship waiver for him. And Mm -hmm. so that process took another two years. And so by the grace of God, his criminal fine had came up to 15 years, right at the point where the attorney general got our file, which made it no longer invoided because we did not get approved for the waiver that took two years. If it would not have been for that fifteen years, he would not be here right now. He would have got denied again and not been able to come here period, so they oh would, he got approved four years later, <laughs> and now he 's here, and we have a baby on the way yes. Oh my yes, yes yes it 's been a
2: journey Shh. girl. <laughs> the lord was really keeping you because i don't know girl now and i and
3: i share the journey on my i have a podcast called why pray on my website and the whole journey because the that's when i really got deep in scripture and i start learning how to meditate on scripture Mm
0: -hmm. during
3: that time And that's where the whole journey of me waiting is that season of that podcast. And so when you go back and it's just praying and praying and believing and just being in the furnace and having faith, you know, and say, okay, refine me, I surrender, do what you gotta do, I gotta go through okay. And there were specific scriptures that I just on uh wait on the lord be of good courage he will strengthen your heart wait i say wait and it's yeah yeah
0: (laughs) four years
3: four years yes and he came back on my birthday uh 2019 wow and it was so crazy the way the approval came, God was really trying to show up because I was like, "Oh my goodness, I thought I was dreaming. I was um, laying down, and the approval letter was taking a long time to come, so we were kind of feeling weird from his interview. They didn't give him anything of saying, "Oh yeah, hey, you're approved and stuff. so and, and we're like, "Well, what's going on?" And you getting denied. And I had opened up my uh, Bible app and it was this excerpt from T.D. Jake's book, um, The Wine Press. It's like his new, it's a new book about being refined like wine or grapes into wine or something like that. It's about the, the whole different aspects of understanding what suffering is about. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. suffering is just suffering and sometimes suffering is for a greater purpose. And so I read that and I fell asleep and it gave me a little bit of comfort for my moment because I'm like, oh, goodness. And then I just heard this ding noise. And I, usually I'm a deep sleeper, so I don't really hear my phone. But it just, I just popped up, and it was an email from the immigration, the approval letter, saying that he was on his way. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And so it was just enough time to get him there, get him here on my birthday. Wow. Yeah.
2: Got it. <laughs> 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 That's wild. Four years, not yeah. four months, four years. Years,
3: four years, four
0: years. Yes. And he made it back for your birthday. He did. Yes. Man. And you really had to to trust God in that time. And, yes. you know, I was writing down some notes and everything and, and you know, me, it, it's sometimes in our flesh, you know, we're believers, so we can talk like this. But sometimes when you're in your flesh, you're like, God, okay, are you serious? First, you want to snatch my daddy, okay? Mm-hmm. Now you want to snatch my man, mm-hmm. two men in my life. What the heck is going on? What are you doing? You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. Yes. And,
0: but, you know, there's a greater purpose, like you said. You know, look at the woman that you became from the experience that you have with your dad, because, you know, life happens. We know it does. And, right. and you know, things are out of our control. Um, but you turned out to be this amazing woman. And then, you know, you you're healed and you're ready for love. You meet this great guy. And then. ah. So what do you think that God was trying to teach you during that four year period? Oh, my goodness.
3: Myself. Mm. I, I'm so thankful for that time period as a woman. Yeah, because I got to learn about myself so Mm -hmm. much I got to spend so much time with me and with God and knowing how to like that is so funny because even in this quarantine situation I'm like oh okay I'm I've been quarantining for four years like (laughs) 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 I'm good like I'm having a great time right now oh my gosh so because you do you it's so much, and it's hard. It is a hard process. But the thing about it is, what will constantly go through my mind is my grandmother will always tell me, "Beauty is pain. Mm-hmm. Beauty has a very painful process. Everything. When you think about, you know, flowers has to go into the seed, has to go into the dirt. It has to die in the dirt because before it becomes a living thing, it mm-hmm. out of the ground. And so that whole." essence of pain and suffering working together in the, with the elements of beauty has always stuck with me where I'm like, okay, all right, I can just have to die in this. I just have to push in this and believe and stand in this. So it did. It taught me so much about truly being faithful Truly understanding my sensuality and my sexuality as a woman and that Mm. sex is so much more than just having to have it all the time and and things like that. And me getting to know what I like, what I like to do, you know, with just me by myself and not having to have other people around and distractions around. Because when I was going through that situation, I was in my early 20s. All my friends want to go to the club all my friends want to go do things that can cause me to be in confusing situations. So I had to isolate myself and I had mm-hmm. to start making uh, decisions to be around people who were intentional about what they wanted to be around. And you can don't find that many people like that. But then when you do it's treasure and it's mm-hmm. really good conversation and it's really good time spent. So learning about how to spend my time. I mean, I mean, I learned so much about, who I am as a woman, now I have a foundation that I'm so grateful for when I have my child. I actually have wisdom to impart because of that, you know.
0: That's dope. I mean, my mom used to always tell me, you know, you never find out who you are as a woman until you live by yourself. And when you do that, that is when you discover who you are. Wow.
3: She's right. She is right on the money with that because you need it. And, and it's hard to get into that space because we're constantly feeling like, oh, I need to be around this and I need to be around this. It's hard to be with yourself at first. It really mm-hmm. is because you don't know like, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to feel? Am I, I'm, Aren't I supposed to be doing this? That was the hardest thing to get past.
0: Mm-hmm. Aren't
3: I supposed to be doing this, this and that and going here and there and doing, and to slow everything down and to get into the true quality of, what do you really like to do? I found out I like to go to plays by myself sometimes. I like to go to museums. I like to go to the movies by myself. I took myself on so many dates mm-hmm. by myself. <laughs>
2: and I had a good
3: time with me. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is nice. <laughs> You're a good day. <laughs> You're a good day. <laughs> you affordable. I right. Do. We like the same thing.
2: Right. <laughs>
3: right. <laughs> you know, I like taking care of myself. You start doing, I start growing my hair. I start taking mm. care of my hair. I start taking care of my body. Eating differently because I had time to focus on that type of stuff. You know, <laughs> so you really <laughs> do. <laughs>
0: yeah wow that's man that's so dope that's so dope and you know we we don't want to go through certain things in life and challenges but definitely we can all look back at our life and see is that those things that we went through that we processed through that we healed from has really shaped who we are today as women and men too that listen um it's really shaped who we are and if we could just Uh, trust the process right
2: yeah we don't want to trust
0: the process but if we could just trust the process and really be active in the process and even sometimes you have to change or shift especially right now during COVID pivot during this time but still there is still a greater purpose connected to all of it you know yes yeah yeah wow that's amazing. So now you got a baby
3: coming. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How many months are
3: you? I'm three months now.
0: Oh, wow. Three months. Are you super mm-hmm. excited? I
3: know you are. I am. Mm-hmm. I am so excited. I really am. It's, it's been a journey, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know. And it's so crazy, too, because when I went to the hospital to find out, um, about because I didn't think I was pregnant, I thought oh, something else was going on. And the nurse, her, I remember her name was Grace, and mm-hmm. her name was like written big on the board in the nursing room and stuff. And I was just staring at it, I'm like, oh my god. And then she came in and she's like, you're pregnant, yeah. You know I'm like, oh my
2: goodness. <laughs>
3: I don't to be a mommy, you know? And I was just like, oh, thank you, guys. This is definitely your grace. You know, it is, it is a beautiful thing. I'm so excited to be a mom. I really am.
0: I'm so happy for you. That's such
2: a beautiful You know what lesson. you're having?
3: Not yet. Not yet. Hopefully I'll find out next month at one of my September appointments. Because I need to know. I cannot wait
0: you
3: need to know <laughs> I need to know I'm like I cannot wait until that for no surprise I'm like I need to know now as soon as
1: possible oh <laughs> my yes, gosh too much that's all that I need a gender
3: right exactly
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh that's beautiful though I'm just so happy that your life is just unfolding like a flower you know
3: yeah. Yes. Yes, definitely. So that's my whole model. It gets better. You know, the mm-hmm. start may not be as crystal clear as you want it to be, but the finish can be much greater and you can, it's always better.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's beautiful. Oh, I love it. I love it. So happy for you. So happy for you. Um, so usually we ask all of our guests, um, What's a quote or a scripture or saying that you live
2: by? Ooh, that's a good one. A quote
3: that I live by is, um, it's a little bit from my grandmother and my Angelou's mom, but my grandmother, she would always say, never let this world in your head. Mm-hmm. And I live by that quote by not allowing the outside of what the world defines is whatever to define me, to know my foundation. And so what I say with the whole Maya Angela thing is um there's an interview where Maya Angela speaks about her mother and she had told her, now that you're 18 and you're going out into the world, don't let this world raise you. And Mm -hmm. so both of those connect with me of knowing that I've been raised. I have a foundation. I have a firm foundation of what I've been taught and allow that to be who I am and what I present to the world and not allow any of the world to dictate and get into my mind so that I lose my mind. (laughs)
0: Is gone yeah. <laughs> like DMX about to lose my mind already. Right now, <laughs> exactly.
3: Exactly. do not let this world in your
0: head, you know. protect your head. Man, seriously, we really have to. That was such great wisdom. Okay, that wasn't no that's wisdom. No, yeah. wisdom.
2: Okay,
0: come on, wisdom. Come
1: on, I think, wisdom. Come on. <laughs> Amanda. Yes. Amanda. Uh-huh. So co- going into this, did you, like, catch on to, like, how much, like, Nisha and I' stories are in sync? Is that something that you knew prior
0: to this? Or? You know, I didn't think about your stories and the parallels until you just said that. <laughs> there is. Out of her
1: mouth i'm like what what uh, and then on top of that like her name is nisha too so i'm just kind of here like yo like, <laughs> <laughs> this is weird yeah. weird <laughs> no literally like okay so my father was murdered when i was eight months old oh my goodness yeah my father was murdered when i was eight months old i left i left an abusive uh toxic relationship left my apartment left everything uh what else what else? oh yeah just like your journey of womanhood just very serendipitous <laughs> and like you you said the things like that you've been saying oh i write i act um, so I'm just kind of like, <laughs> I've literally, and people have told me like, oh, you should make your life into a movie. And I've literally considered like, oh, should I do a book? Should I do like a movie? Should I do a series? I've literally like verbatim said, like, I should consider a one woman show, but how would I even go about that? I don't know anything about one woman show. And I've literally oh said my the thing, goodness. Literally. So like, but as you're talking, I'm just like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I've recently been considering taking improv classes. I drive around LA all the time and I see signs and I write down like, okay, like I really have to take this seriously. Like I have to take improv classes. Like I literally just listened to like a whole podcast about how Steve Carell is like a magnificent improver. And I'm like, yeah, I got it. I got to be improv. That's where I need to get. Cause I'm like, should I take acting classes? Should I do? I'm like, no, I need to be quick witted and think on my feet. So I need right. to be improv yes do yeah. it girl
2: yes <laughs> oh but yeah goodness. it's
1: crazy like it's I'm like I that's why I was quiet the whole time I was just like oh my god what is happening
2: <laughs> and I feel like
1: every episode I'm always the one like oh my god I relate to your story so much so I feel like I'm constantly saying that <laughs> it's true. and then this one I'm just like yo this is wild <laughs>
3: That
0: is
1: crazy. oh, and had to deal with and and my mother. She passed away when I was like twenty one, so that's like double the bereavement that I had to like go through. And then I had to like raise my brother on top of that. So it's just like you know, like there's there's differences, but it's just like way too parallel, <laughs> a little yes, like, too close for comfort. Parallel, so. Mm. oh
3: my oh, and goodness then, yeah, and then
1: having to just like get rid of all of your like literally like just like isolate yourself get rid of all of yours I'm literally in the midst of that right like Amanda knows like I literally just did that like months ago <laughs> like I literally just said like I have to get rid of everything and like cut everybody off and just like do this thing like by myself and figure it out
3: oh my goodness that is
0: crazy isn't I just crazy.
3: hope that is so crazy. I just hope it's just more and more confirmation that it's like, it's, yes, you I just are just definitely on the like right track.
1: Yeah, I just, took yeah, this, like, affirming. I'm like, her name is Nish. Oh, I literally have a quote that says, like, most people are realists. I'm a surrealist. Um, creativity opens me up to a wonderland of possibility. Like, I, I could reach <laughs> out my Pinterest and literally send that to you. I have, and I made that quote up.
3: <laughs> what in the, we are connected. Yeah, yeah like, there's, <laughs> when's your
1: birthday? <laughs> May 1st. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what What sign is that? Taurus. Taurus, oh my gosh. I've been meeting, like, crazy amount of tourists and just been, like, vibing because my dad's a Taurus and we don't get along that well. So it's, like, the flip side of that has been meeting, like, a crap ton of tourists that I really do get along and, like, showing me, like, the the different side of Taurus, because before that, right. like, I would hear, like, if I would hear Taurus, which is my dad, or Capricorn, which is my mom, I'd be like, oh my gosh, whatever. Yeah.
2: Like, no, I can understand, it.
1: male Taurus, yeah, they're there, they're a bit yes. much. Yeah, the
2: males I'm
1: already over it, like, like, Taurus and Capricorns so were, like, non-starters, I was like, nope. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. Huh. Wow. So, yeah. Oh yeah. That's
1: just my little two cents. So I was, not, I was quiet because I was captivated, not because I wasn't interested. I was a little too interested. I was like, Tell me more. Like, what else? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like telling you your life. Like, right, oh like, like, the book. Book. like are we like, get into last, the like, film.
2: Like,
3: <laughs> <definitely>. <laughs> Do it, girl. We were made for this. Clearly, we are part of the yeah. same pot. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I already followed you on Insta, so it's oh, <laughs> already
3: awesome. Yes, we definitely have to stay connected. Oh, yeah, my goodness.
1: goodness. When you were talking about your podcast, like uh, why pray? I was like, I just saw that on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh-uh. uh, wow!
2: Uh, oh, my that's goodness. crazy!
0: Wow! Well, y'all definitely should connect afterwards because Nisha needs to do her one woman show.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: I've gone, when I tell you I've gone through so, like, I've literally considered making it a Broadway play, like, so many different, I'm like, what do I want? Oh, when you said you like going to the movies and Broadway plays by yourself, I was, I was literally raising my hand, like, that's <laughs> me. <laughs> I was literally, when COVID happened, I was so bummed about movie theaters being closed, because, like, 10 a.m., like, was my popcorn, and that was my thing to do, like, by myself. So it's just so sad. like that's that's one of the things that kind of made me upset about COVID is like certain because I don't like to do a lot. I'm like you. I like to be at home like I'm a homebody. I like doing things that don't, you know, require like drinking or partying or getting dressed up. Um, (laughs) But the theater experience is definitely missed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm right
3: there with you. Wow oh my goodness <laughs> Wow I have not ever had a conversation like that before that's that was so intricate with someone interconnected with my life. You know, you mean, like she said, you meet people, you're like, oh, yeah, I relate to that. Yeah. I guess. Yes. But to just be that on point with like, oh, my God, girl, you could be my friend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, are we best friends? Are we not like, <laughs> I don't
1: know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> man oh we could literally God. be like joined at the hip it's like yeah moment
3: right <laughs> like we like the same things we understand yep. each other's path What we go through. Yeah. oh my goodness yeah
1: and when you were talking and when you were talking to like I I could feel what you were feeling like just being like being in the relationship and not really realizing that what you're doing is toxic but just having that like epiphany moment that you just couldn't It's like I don't I don't know what what I'm gonna do at this point, but I just can't go back to that. And I I had to move in back with my family too. Like I stayed with my aunt for six. I told her I was like, give me six months and I will be out of your house. And I moved out six months to the date.
2: Girl, we we are just alike.
1: Wow. Isn't it crazy? Wow. That's great. And that's been happening to me a lot lately, but I understand that that's like when you, when you put certain things, cause like work, cause when you say words, they're spells, basically you're putting things out into the world and it's like kind of what you receive. So you just have to be ready to receive it. <laughs> and like, when I have these moments, these affirming moments, like I still have those moments of shock of like, Oh my God, this is really happening. Like, <laughs> like this is really what happens when you really like do the work do what you need to do for your healing, and then you get what you've been asking for. So it's just like, you just got to be ready. And sometimes, I, I ain't gonna lie, sometimes I have not been ready.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: Stuff, and I realized that I was not ready. I was like, okay, clearly, I didn't know what I was asking for. But Yes, <laughs> right, right, but you
3: just said it, so.
1: Yep, so, but we live and we learn. But no, this has been great. This has been amazing. And I've just been enjoying sitting here and listening and vibing. So thank you for sharing your story.
0: Yeah. Oh,
2: thank you. Anisha. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I'm I'm glad nice. that you shared about so openly about, you know, your grief mm-hmm. and your grieving process. And, uh, I know grief is definitely not linear and it doesn't, um, people's grievance don't, it doesn't, um, present in the same way for everybody. And so, you know, going through the process and eventually realizing, you know, what's going on with you and doing the work to, to get the healing that you need is so important. And so I think that's also an important thing that you, you know, you brought to the light and uh, that we can share with our listeners that, you know, grieving and bereavement is not linear You absolutely have to do the work, but you do it in your own time and you heal on your own terms. And a lot of it has to do with you. And like you said, like beauty is pain. There's a lot of things that, you know, have to die to be born again and to grow into something else. So you got to get your hands dirty, get in the dirt, you know, turn over the soil. Yes. (laughs) Something can be (laughs) beautiful beautiful can grow out of it.
3: Yes. And it's, uh, I mentioned in a, A spoken word at the end of the play, there's a poem that I perform and I talk about, you know, sometimes I got stuck in my dirt. But somehow, mm. way, I reached and reached for the sun. And that essence of like, you know, we all sometimes just get stuck in our dirt. And where a lot of yeah. people just stay in that place, whether it's with grieving and losing a loved one or losing a relationship or just lost in general, sometimes it gets us yeah. in that stuck place where it's like, I want to heal, but I really don't want to. I really don't want to reach past this because I don't want to feel nothing. And that's what Mm -hmm. was hard for me to get into the step of the healing process without the word. The word was that little bit of a a coach for me Mm -hmm. because it gave me a marker of seeing like, okay, if I can do this, this is what the word is promising me that I can become. But without it, I really don't know. And everyone has their own. And that's why it's such a beautiful thing to share your stories because everyone has different methods of being able to get out of that dirt of that process because it's so hard. You're like, I like being numb. I like not feeling. Because once I have to feel, that means I have to deal with my pain. Mm -hmm. And I don't want, it was even hard for me. I had the script for Healing After the Tragedy for about a year before I performed. I had a whole nother script that I was trying to perform, and it was about being a mother, and I was not a mother or anywhere close to pregnant at the time. But I thought, well, everybody, you know, has had a mom, so it'd be good for a Mother's Day. I was just thinking about projection and all that, and it just that script kept coming out and coming out for me to go into that place. And it's just, it is, it's difficult with grief. So it is about just respecting people's process. And thankfully, art is a way that you can get through it. Talking with someone is a way that you can get through it. Meditation, prayer. I mean, there's so many different methods that you can seek to just help you make that first step into it, you know, before you really get into dealing with feeling it, because it hurts.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's so true. And that's just such such great advice to offer to our listeners is that if you find yourself in a place where you're dealing with grief and, um, it's okay to reach out to someone for Mm -hmm. support and for help and, and to also use those tools that are readily available for you, like having, um, doing meditation or praying or, um, Doing yoga or connecting with God or whatever high, higher power you believe in, but all those things are definitely uh, needed for your journey of healing because you need the support along the way, and of course have a dope tribe of people too. You know. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's helpful as well. So, but Nisha, we thank you so much for sharing your story um, and. We're looking forward to hearing more about the things that you have coming, like a baby coming What yes. it is a boy and a girl, yes. and also uh, <laughs> the other productions that you'll be doing in the future, uh, alongside with your husband and little baby on the side and a little carrier <laughs> on the journey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us how we can get in touch with you. Give us your social media handles, your website, and uh, let us know.
3: Yes, yeah, so uh, you can definitely follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Nisha underscore Wonderland, and um, definitely follow me on those platforms. You can visit my website where you can find all the platforms and also view my play for free. I have my book, Healing After the Tragedy, available that is autobiographical, but it's also a devotional. So it includes prayer, uh, scriptures that I utilize throughout my journey and more in-depth about my story about the before and after effects to give you Um, Just an example, you know, each day for 31 days about, you know, where you can grow in your faith and exercise in the word and prayer. And that's all on NishaWonderland.com.
0: Awesome. Thank you. I'll be checking it out. and You know, I'll be following you. And I know the other Nisha will definitely. yeah just you know, that be, is a fact. sharing <laughs> your information with everyone so thank you so much for sharing your story being so transparent and just supporting she's stories in our community
3: thank you for having me
0: love she's stories thank you so much all right you guys go out there be great know that you have a purpose know that you can do anything and make sure that you get support along the way have a good night guys
2: good night I thrive The glitter and gold in